This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, June the 20th, 2016. Radio News Hour, brought to you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Arizona time. Welcome! Thank you for joining us. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, and it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy is here today to take your phone call, walk you through your order. Maybe you just want to call and check on a process of an order. Hey, when can I expect delivery? Give her a call. That's what we do. Go check us out online at allamericangold.com as well. Not only can you order online, it's as easy as point and click. And there you can get the news to disturb the comfortable. All of this is brought to you by the CEO and owner. His name is Joe Jaquin, and Joe... After a weekend of record-breaking temperatures here in Arizona, for me, I always thought you were an intelligent fellow. I really I've thought... always said I'm not that smart. And you know what? Now I agree. I cannot believe what I heard about you as far as golfing in this weather. Did you not hear there were four deaths in this heat? We weren't been... one of them. But, well. yes, it, it's true that yesterday uh, myself and two of our friends went and played and you know it's one thing to to play if you teed off at like six in the morning right seven in the morning try to get done before the real heat came in no we didn't do that and we wanted to make sure that we were playing at the absolute the hottest apex. the apex of the heat As a matter of fact i'm pretty sure i know when the apex of the heat hit it started on hole number nine and lasted through 10 and 11 because I went quadruple, triple, triple. And and that was my excuse for why it was. That that was when it was 118 degrees out. But uh, we made it through the round. I played, you know, what's funny is, is all of a sudden on the 12th hole, I think because I was so overheated, that my mind was telling me it was starting to get cool. And I thought of, and I said it to our friends, I, I told Paul and Matt, I said, you know how sometimes when people get hypothermia, you know, they're freezing to death, and then they find them and they had taken off all their clothes? Absolutely, right? yeah, right. right. I, I think that was happening to me in reverse yesterday. It's called delirium. Yeah, I think that happened. It's a symptom of either extreme cold weather or extreme heat. I think I got delirium, but the funny thing was, it actually helped my golf game. Because I proceeded to birdie the, the hole that I all of a sudden felt cool. I birdied that hole. And then I parred. I, I mean, I played the last seven holes, but about four over, considering I went four over on the ninth hole all by itself. But uh, we're dumb. Nobody was out there. There was, I shouldn't say that, there was actually one other, it was a twosome, it was a father-son, and I believe that they just stopped playing, because we had saw them, they were actually in front of us, we went, played through them, and then they were never to be seen again. They were the smart ones that said, that's enough, time to get out of here, let's go watch the rest of it on TV. 
Uh, exciting weekend of television as well in sports with the with the PGA uh, uh, U.S. Open. Dustin Johnson yeah, gets Dustin the victory, Johnson won and there. then you got your Cavaliers. LeBron James oh, finally Wendy. brings. Cleveland. Wendy's a Cleveland native, and uh, she's happy today. I'm happy to hear that. Six, uh, 1964, the last time Cleveland won a professional sports championship, and that was when Jim Brown and the Cleveland Browns. Jim won. Brown from Syracuse. From Syracuse, I'd like to point that in my home. They won the NFL championship. Not Th- this the, was not, not the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. It was right. the NFL championship before there was such a thing. As a Super Bowl, exactly, exactly. And then my youngest son uh, was in California for the one of the largest summer tournaments, the Coca-Cola National Basketball Tournament. They went seven and zero and brought home the championship. And they had to play four games on Father's Day on Sunday. And in California, a lot of these bigger buildings don't have air conditioning because it doesn't get that hot there. Yeah, it was 100 degrees. In the building. In, in, outside. So outside. who knows what the building was. But well, yeah, my wife said it was just flat-out miserable, but congratulations to uh, all the boys on the Vipers. Uh, just a huge win for them in California. And uh, they made it home safe and sound about about 10 o'clock last night, they rolled in for Father's Day. Well, and you know, another thing that happened here in the Phoenix market was Donald Trump had a rally down at the old arena in Central Phoenix. And you know what I did? Well, there was no, no protesters? There, was, there was no major incident. But I will tell you, I did the online video live stream of his. his if you've never done it, what a way to take in one of these functions. Because I'm here to tell you. It was fantastic. He was, he, I'm telling you, he's motivated, he's driven. It, not that he hasn't been before, but, you know, when nobody's uh, interrupting him, I tell you what, I think. I, I, he I, can I, deliver a speech he, he anyway. He sure can, man. It was a lot of fun to watch for, you know, sitting at a desk inside, avoiding the heat. All they had to do was drive 20 miles. <laughs> I'm not, not going to drive down there. I'm no. going to have to get out of the car. Right, I, mean, I, I, love, I did the live stream on Facebook because I am computer literate to some degree. Right, unlike me, who would I? First of all, I would have never thought to have done that. Yeah, then I wouldn't have known how to do it. And well, you said Facebook. I'm not even on that. So. Right, 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 right. It was just a live stream, and it was pretty dang cool, folks. If you haven't done it, look it up. Now, I guess the good news is the heat is gone. No, it is not. It's only going to be 113 uh, today. I, That's what I heard. I hear there's a chance through Wednesday we may, may hit a couple of records for the dates. For the dates. Okay. For the dates. But not like we saw yesterday. Oh, no, we're still going to be in the high teens. 113, 114. Well, that's low teen. Better not go outside without a canteen. I am telling you, you better hydrate, people. Was, hydrate, I hydrate, will, I will hydrate. say this. Something I've never experienced. And I've lived here in Arizona now for 25, 26 years. Now, the the, the record, one day it hit like 120-something. I lived in Tucson that year. But uh, I'll tell you that when I get back. It was incredible. Pitcher Radio News Hour, Joe Jacobin, Homer Lopez. Thanks, all of you, wherever you may be tuning in. I got a great email from a, a listener in Canada, and we do not ship outside of the United States or U.S. territory anyway, uh, but we do appreciate all of our listeners wherever they listen. Uh, an update on the, the renewed, or I should say the, Hopefully, an enhancement to our podcast. 
uh, got our developers. Now I have developers. I'm moving into the new age. They are working. You don't on, know how to live stream, but you sure can. Right. Uh, but you've got people that know I've how. I've got people <laughs> that know how. That's exactly right. And so they're telling me that the, it's in the works. We're going to have it. Uh, we're going to be able to make it much easier for you to be able uh, to podcast the show. I guess we're going to minimize the, reduce the number of times you need to click to get to it. How's that? And and I believe, I believe, I'm not promising because I'm really not that intelligent about this stuff, but I believe we may actually have an app. You're developing an app. That's yeah. outstanding. You know what? Streamlining a business is improving a business. And I'm here to tell you that's what you're doing. You and, know, you, and I will say this. And we have upgrades to the shopping cart coming. We're going to be able to increase the amount of products we have. We're going to be able to do a lot more things uh, that we currently aren't able to do. And, and I will say this. Online sales is really picking up. That's it really has been. And we're going to make that better. We're going to make it even better. Uh, all of that stuff is being worked on as we speak. I uh, just wanted to, to give that update to everybody. Can I, can I share with everybody a story? Sure. I have not even shared this with you, but, you know, I like to shop our competition, and I feel so bad for our clients when they go to a different vendor. Because I'm here to tell you, I called one of those other services, and after... They, and they're persistent about they want your phone number, they want your email address, they want all this. So I, I have a couple, you know, email addresses. Homer is a man with numerous email addresses. I have pseudonyms. And the bombardment, the, the overwhelming emails, the overwhelming messages, because I give them a bogus number. Oh, my gosh, they're relentless. And I'm here to tell you, I I just feel bad for our clients that deal with those types of gold and silver vendors out there, um, that, or, or or businesses out there. Because you, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's truly just a great philosophy or you're lazy. But I you're, think it's a little but, bit of both. <laughs> but you will not call anybody. You will. We do not have an email. You know, uh, 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 email contact, constant contact thing like that for our clients. We truly live by what, when I first came and joined you here and started working with you, the first thing you said, I remember hearing you say, is we won't call you, we won't bug you, the ball's always in your court, just let us know what you want. Check us out online. And you live by that philosophy, you, you stand by it, and uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because I am telling you, when I shop our other, our, our competitors, I just feel bad for our clients when they do that as well. That well, being said, anyway, that being said, so yeah, you're right. That's the that is one of the great things about doing business with us. One of the things that separates us uh, from everybody else. Uh, we just don't do any of those things, and, and quite honestly, um, it really is something that is, I think, one of the main reasons why we have, you know, the reorder rate that we have here, the amount of people that order more than once it's it's in the 80 to 90 percent very oh very rare for us to have a person call and place an order and then never order again it all it, it happens obviously it does but it's 
such a small percentage. And then the, the thing that's even better is the referrals. Because a lot of you out there, a lot of you listening, you know what Homer's talking about. Because maybe before you heard of us, you were dealing with other people. Or maybe at, at part of your research, hey, you know, like they tell you, hey, I better get a couple of bids for this job, right? I better make sure. And then you, you realize uh, what's happened. And so when you refer people to us, you can do it with confidence, knowing that, hey, we're not going to go and, and harass them. They can call us. They can ask questions. We'll do our best to answer them. And then that, that's that. If they decide to do business with us, great. If they decide to do business with somebody else, you know, hopefully it works out for them. And that's allowed us to be doing this for over 20 years. Outstanding. Just outstanding, the service and the comments and feedback that we've been given, get, receiving just based on that service. And we, you know, on Fridays, a lot of the local folks come in and pick up, and the handshakes and the hugs that we get uh, from from doing business the right way, I just know that um, I believe that the, our, our listeners appreciate that. I think they do. I really do. But anyway, enough of that. The, the thing that I was going to say before the break, so my – my wife and my youngest, they got, it was about quarter to ten last night. That's late. Right? That's late. A long drive from right. California. So uh, our wiener dog, yeah, I know I have a wiener dog, is at the door crying, right? And I'm like, and I was surprised because I thought they were going to be even later. And, and I opened the door and, you know, to help them unload the car. It was so hot. And it's quarter to ten at night, and my wife says the car was it was 111 degrees at 9:45 last night. That's crazy. That's Phoenix, Arizona. I saw a news. I saw a news. Not so. I mean, usually by then it's like 98 or 97. No, it was one of the last. One of the funniest things I saw this weekend was a newspaper cartoon drawing of these people in an elevator and Satan. The elevator door open and Satan standing there. Oh, Phoenix. Oh yeah, you want to go down one lo- one floor lower? You want to go one floor lower? <laughs> that's a little farther. That, down. That's a little farther down. <laughs> Speaking of Arizona. What is our re- legislature up to? There was a an article in the Valley and State section of our paper yesterday. It says that House Republicans are trying to block a Library of Congress proposal to replace the term illegal alien with non-citizen. Political correctness. Just that's all it is. It, in its subject listing, a move the GOP called an attempt to unilaterally censor these terms. Democrats said keeping the old language, which is illegal alien, preserves a dehumanizing term. I did not realize that that's what that was and accused Republicans of politicizing the debate over the, over the fiscal 2017 budget bill. Apparently, the bill is expected to be debated upon the floor on Thursday, and obviously the Democrats not being, hey, you want to pass the budget, we want to throw this in there. The proposed change was unveiled all the way back on March 22nd, 
And it was backed by the American Library Association. Do people go to the library anymore? I couldn't tell you. I haven't been. (laughs) I didn't know that, but apparently they're a very powerful group, the American Library Association. Oh, and by the way, the Dartmouth University Library and Law Library of Congress also support this measure. By acting in the interest of partnership, the Library of Congress is undermining its credibility and ignoring the responsibility to provide the American people with with impartial and accurate access to many resources, blah, blah, blah. But apparently the, the new world of political correctness here in Arizona, the Democrats, want to change the term illegal alien and turn in the word into non-citizen. I guess having the word illegal is what they don't like. Right? I guess that's their way of making it better. If we can just change the term, then people won't be that upset that they're coming in here. Right? If we no longer use the word illegal in it, then it won't have that, what, that stigmatism of it. And and all of a sudden, all of the American citizenry will be okay. Oh, they're not an illegal, so therefore it's okay. They're just a non-citizen. I mean, that's really, I mean, is that, that's the only thing I can think of is that that's the goal, right? I feel like we're raising a bunch of pansies here because here's what's happening. Let's not call it what it is, right? It's just like the FBI, remember, they're, they're releasing the 911 calls. But they're taking away all the references the caller used to ISIS. Did you see that? I did not. No, they took it out. They struck it because I don't know why. Let me tell you something. This whole thing of illegal aliens, if it was good enough for my descendants from the past that came here illegally, being of Mexican descent myself, then it's good enough for the current ones coming from Syria. (laughs) What is the problem? Let me tell you, they're going to be okay. Okay? They're going to be all right if you call them illegal aliens. You know why? Because they don't speak English. They don't know what illegal alien is and isn't. (laughs) You're worried about your own ears. That's just too insensitive. You know what's insensitive? It's making this crap up and taking time. That's what I'm doing. The the waste. The waste of time and money and energy over the word illegal alien, which has been in our vernacular for what? 70 years? Well, just change it. Let's get rid of it. Let's, matter of fact, let's make sure we don't we don't uh, say anything bad about anything, right? And let's just pretend. You know what? If we just pretend that everything is wonderful, then we don't have to have all of the these hateful words like illegal. Right? I mean, that's a horrible, hateful word. An alien, what's another bad word? I'm curious. We'll just call them, how about, I think we should have went a step further. We should say non-citizen guests instead of alien. Well, I'm just curious, though, if a criminal commits a crime and it's illegal, what are we going to call that? Well, I think we should call it something else. Yeah, uh, you committed a a boo-boo, a bad-bad? A no-no? Huh? Are we treating uh, adults like infants now? You know, he just had an error in judgment. Just an error in judgment. It's not illegal. It's an error in judgment. Right. Let's not let's not say anything about ISIS. Let's not even say that word, 
right? Let's not say Muslim. You know, let's the, not do any of that stuff. The person at the base of this whole argument is hugging a tree somewhere. I gotta believe that because it starts with that thought process. You can't hurt plants. But where does it end? Right? That's a great where question. does it end? Right at some point, and obviously. There, there's probably, not probably, there's been some times where we needed to be a little more politically correct. No doubt about it. But where does it end? And this is really the problem with all of these things. Where did the small government end, right? We, there's always, you can always have a way, oh, well, we just, we need a little help here, and we needed help in this and this, and next thing you know, you got this massive government, right? Same thing with, with like, gun control. Very simple for a guy like me. And I'm not a gun enthusiast by any stretch of the imagination. We, I do own them. We do shoot them. But where does it end? Right? It's a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And by the time it's said and done, you've just turned it into something that's unrecognizable. We've done it with the country. Right? Just just look at all the free trade deals. Where did it end? Well, here's where it ended. It ended when no more Americans got work anymore. It ended when we we literally just gave it all away. Nobody works in manufacturing anymore. And I feel the same way about this politically correct. Where does it end? Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Monday. Welcome back. Our toll free number 800 951 And we're talking about where does it end? And here's the problem it starts at the top. And I've been. I've been telling you and educating you about how everything that we are being told, it's all managed. And I don't care from what outlet you get it from, because really the media, it's only owned by a handful of people. And when you look at, let's just say the, the most powerful man, the president, we look for that. We look for him and or, you know, well, I guess so far only him, potentially or her. I hope not, but we'll see what happens. To come out and tell the American people the truth. I'm going to, I had this clip ready, and, and we're going to play it for you here, but this was right after the incident in Orlando, the, the, the terrorist attack in Orlando. You're going to hear the president speaking, which is what all of us got to hear. Then you're going to hear the director of the CIA. And just to put things in perspective, what Obama was saying, that was on a Tuesday. The director of the CIA, which nobody got to hear, was on Thursday, so two days after the president addressed the nation. And and you decide for yourself, how far are we going to take the, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, the political correctness the, that 
uh, just doesn't allow the American citizenry to make any real form of an educated decision. Ramon, let's play the clip. We got a warning from CIA director John Brennan. He said very clearly, ISIS is as dangerous as ever. However, that does not jive with what the president said just two days before. Listen to this. We've seen that this continues to be a difficult fight, but we are making significant progress. Despite all our progress against ISIL on the battlefield and in the financial realm, our efforts have not reduced the group's terrorism capability and global reach. ISIL's ranks are shrinking as well. Their morale is sinking. The numbers of ISIL fighters now far exceeds what Al-Qaeda had at its height. These are not religious warriors, they are thugs and they are thieves. Again, there are hardcore fighters, there are adherents. As ISIL continues to lose territory, it also continues to lose the money that it is, uh, that is its lifeblood. Yet, ISIL is adop adapting to the coalition's efforts, and it continues to generate at least tens of millions of dollars in revenue per month. Beyond Syria and Iraq, ISIL is also losing ground in Libya. The branch in Libya is probably the most developed and the most dangerous. I wonder wow. if you'd get a more direct wow. contradiction. Yeah. How That's could you? Remarkable. Bullet Sebastian, by bullet point. Point. absolutely good enough, Ramon. You get the picture. On one hand, you have the president trying to tell you how great everything is. Very similar, almost identical to what you get out of the Federal Reserve. Very similar, almost identical to what you get out of Wall Street. Very similar, almost identical to what you hear from your local politicians as to the condition of the finances of the cities and the states that we all live in. Right? The, the unwavering, I guess, rose-colored glasses that they tried to make everybody feel is the reality. And, and it's something where, like I said, I don't know when it started, but it seems like this is, you know, it's just another continuation of the, the non-citizen versus the illegal alien. Of course, the paper wants you to believe as they would like you to believe, oh, that's a horribly insensitive term, illegal alien. Right. Now, it actually is a really good descriptor of what it really is. But why use that? I find it interesting in the timing of it as well, because you know that as Donald Trump makes his run towards the presidency, he ain't going to change his terms. He's always used illegal aliens. Well, you're not, he's not going to change anything, apparently. That's just how Donald's going to roll on it as you look at. And everything that he says, right, they act like, oh, the horror. Oh, I can't believe he said it. Even myself, sometimes I even get caught up. I can't believe he said that. Right? And you're like, well, he could have said it so many different ways. But he chooses to be, like, what, the brutally brutally blunt perfunctory to the point yes that's exactly how he is and he's not going to change words that we've used are in, in our vernacular our entire lives whether they're politically correct or not 
whose opinion is it whether it's politically correct or not? Stanford University? I don't know. Right, Dartmouth. Dartmouth? Right. Okay. I don't know. For those of you that have never attended college, it is like no other that you've ever seen. It is truly a liberal cesspool. And and you and I don't say that to be derogatory, but it's just what is being taught. And of course when you look at it it's a they're state run, government run institutions which obviously want everybody to to believe their points. And I'll say this, despite it all, think about this. You start off, you start off and you go to kindergarten, right? And you go through all of elementary school and junior high school, high school. Then you go off to college and you spend the better part of 16, 17, something like that, years being spoon-fed the government propaganda. I'm amazed there is as many people, conservatives, as there is out there. Because here's what happens. When you get out from under mommy and daddy, right, and you got to stand on your own two feet, it's amazing how quickly a lot of us become very conservative. Despite all the brainwashing that's going on, uh, you know, from really from the first time you walk into a kindergarten classroom to you get that diploma. Uh, I, I think the the great thing about a lot of us is once you've lived a little bit, and you don't work for the government, right, and you see how hard it is, you, you start to get angry a little bit. You start to see things for what truly is going on. How about today? Here's another case in point. The big news today, by the way, and I, and I know a lot of you pay attention to this, stock market's up pretty strongly, uh, gold's down a few bucks, but the Dow is well off its highs, but the big news was about Brexit. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Dow's up like a hundred and eighty points. It was up two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty points earlier uh, on news that the latest poll shows the EU staying in, or the the UK staying in the EU up forty-four to forty-three. And apparently that is great news for all the central planning. Uh, gold's down four bucks, twelve hundred and eighty-eight dollars, and and I say four dollars. Uh, depending on where you look, it could be as much as ten because uh, Friday, Friday afternoon after the gold markets closed, but during the they have electronic trading after the market closes. Uh, gold got all the way up to twelve hundred and ninety-eight dollars, so it's down between four and ten dollars. Uh, but gold's well off of its lows. Silver, on the other hand, silver's up uh, right now eleven cents, seventeen dollars fifty-two cents, and that, like I said, that's also depending on where you look. It could only be up two cents, eleven cents. Either way, uh, right now twelve eighty-eight fifty. 
for gold, 1752 for silver, uh, due to the poll, at least from this was a Sunday poll uh, that had staying in winning uh, versus leaving by one point. And the realities are none of that really matters. I will say it will only, we're going to get there one way or the other. It's only going to delay the inevitable. The Wall Street Journal today, more economic signs pointing to a slowdown. Gut-wrenching gyrations in financial markets. By the way, I want to say the pound, the pound sterling, had the largest move. I don't know if it was ever, but just an enormous move this morning, all based on on this whole in or out thing. But it is amazing. We live in the the world of headlines now. You know, when in, you, you think about the last 15, 20, 30 years, you're in it for the long haul. Buy and hold and and now we live in this whole new reality of we live minute to minute, headline to headline, uh, and really because they've made the whole world a, a much more dangerous place. But the Wall Street Journal says new warning signs are coming mostly from the United States economy itself, not from Brexit, not from China, not from Japan. Hiring is, is slowing. Auto sales are slipping. Business investment is dropping. America's factories will remain weak, and corporate profits are under pressure everywhere. All classic signs of an economic downturn, and forecasters have certainly noticed. In a Wall Street Journal survey this month, Economists peg the probability of a recession starting within the next year has doubled from earlier this year. Some economists think the risks are even higher. And it goes on to talk about, you know, this economist, that economist, but it's the same thing, quite honestly, that I was talking about earlier. They just don't want to deal with the reality. And we've never done a good job, at least not in modern time, of dealing with it. I want to read you a little quote from Thomas Jefferson, and then one from Ronald Reagan. To prepare and preserve their independence, we must not let our rulers load us up with perpetual debt. This was, by the way, this was Thomas Jefferson in 1860. We must make our election between economy and liberty or or uh, perversion and servitude. Boy, aren't we at that, really? Aren't we just all a slave to the debt now? If we run into such debts as that we must be taxed Wow, think about that. I'm, I'm just, and I, I apologize because it's in such a small print and I'm so old now. If we live and run, in, I'm sorry, if we run into such debts as that we must be taxed in our meat and in our drink, 
in our necessities and our comforts, in our labors and our amusements, for our callings and our creeds, as the people of England are, our people like them must come to the labor 16 hours in a 24-hour day, give the evenings of, of 15 of these to the government for their debts and daily expenses. Think about all the things he mentioned. Taxing for our food, for our meat, and our drinks. The taxing of our necessities and our comforts. The taxing of our labors and our amusements. And and really what he's talking about, this is exactly what we have here. We'd be no different than England, of course, is part of the reason why they rebelled and created this country was to get and escape the taxes and the tyranny of a government that was far too big. That was back in 1860. 1981, Ronald Reagan. A few weeks ago, by the way, that was the year the U.S. debt hit a trillion dollars. I'm going to give you his quote next. Compare that to what Thomas Jefferson had to say. And then you can try to draw your own conclusions about just exactly where this country is headed. Here's what deficit and debt will do. Talking about Thomas Jefferson. Labor 16 hours in the 24 and give the earnings of 15 of those to the government for their debts and daily expenses. And then in 1981, Ronald Reagan. A few weeks ago, I called such a figure, a trillion dollars, incomprehensible. And I've been trying ever since to think of a way to illustrate how big a trillion really is. And the best I could come up with is that if you had a stack of $1,000 bills and you put them in your hand, a stack of only four inches high would make you a millionaire. A trillion dollars would be a stack of a thousand dollar bills 67 miles high. Think about that. Now, of course, we don't have a thousand dollar bill. We have a hundred dollar bill. But, I mean, you, you know, you're talking about the, the debts that will lead us into servitude. When you think about what's really happening today, and you see that everywhere that is struggling, the whole globe is struggling, nobody has any money, 
the the amount of money left to the citizenry is in the hands of the very very few and then everybody else falls into one of two categories i'm already on the government payroll right because i'm i'm poverty stricken or i'm one paycheck away from being on the government's payroll and and really we've turned in to, to serfdom and how did we get here well it started just a little bit we went almost 200 years and only had a debt of 400 billion dollars most of those debts accrued during times of war today the debt is almost 20 trillion and all of a sudden, all the little things that they wrote in their little textbooks don't work anymore. Now they've lost their minds completely. Everybody in the central bank should be fired immediately. If they were the CEOs of corporations, the board of directors would have said, thank you, but no thank you, time for you to go. But yet somehow we want to believe that the absolute lunacy of what it is that they do today is somehow going to work. I just heard the BlackRock CEO, and I use BlackRock because they're huge. They, they got more money than anybody, trillions of dollars. Talking about everybody better get ready for decades of no return before that happens make sure you have some gold and silver put us put away call us 800-951-0592 we'll be back tomorrow